Welcome to Real Financial Planning, a podcast on WKL, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Matt Robeson. I'm joined, as always, by Mike Morton, the host of Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs, the Mike Morton podcast, and also the proprietor of Morton Financial Advice. He's a personal financial planner, advisor. Mike, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I love how you do that in, in one breath. It's really great how you can just get all that out. You know what's weird is I can't hold my breath for, well, a word I can't say on the air, on radio. I, 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 I have terrible lung capacity, but for some reason on the air, I'm able to deliver your entire bio in one breath. I'm not sure what that says about me or about you, frankly. Mike, That's right. we were having a conversation offline. This was, this was actually kind of a return of a, a feature we've been doing recently listener questions and reached out to a few regular listeners. And I said, so we've been on a run of episodes. We, we did a deep dive. It was, that was really cool, kind of a masterclass type episode. And we wanted to go back to covering some more listener questions. What do you have on your mind? And we got like 50 questions. And so <laughs> you were sort of uh, diving through them, trying to decide where do we go first. And uh, we found one that really appealed to me because I think this is super useful for dopes like me who are not financial planners. And just maybe in in the course of listening to a podcast or a radio show like this, just want to make things a little bit easier in their financial planning. So here was the question. Here was the listener question. What apps or programs do you use to make your financial planning a little easier? And what do you advise that your clients use? So, Mike, I want to get to that question. First, let's just remind all our listeners, if you want to submit yeah, we now have a long list, so it's probably going to be a few weeks before we get to yours. But if you want to submit a listener question, what's the best way to do that? Uh, best email is financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Cool. And you can also go on the Facebook page for Beyond Politics with Paul Hodes and Matt Robeson, which is uh, the page for the show that we appear on on WKXL. All right, Mike, what do you use? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. I use, of course, like many people, a variety of tools to try to um, have different viewpoints, depending on what I'm trying to accomplish. Uh, you put it in the realm of, you know, for finances, you know, what apps do you use to govern your finances or get insights into your finances or budgeting or all those different items. So happy to talk through what I personally use and then also what I've seen my clients use and what's been successful. So I broke it down into a couple of categories, Matt, between budgeting, investments, um, and then sort of logging into, you know, your particular, um, you know, wherever your credit cards or banks are, you know, of course you're going to use those kind of portals as well. So do you want to start with the, the budgeting yeah, let's, apps? Let's do or, budgeting first because okay. that, that hits absolutely everybody. You know, at some point, I think everyone listening to this has had to figure out, um, am I going to go broke this month? So, um, right. very, very super basic thing to try to figure out. Yeah. So budgeting, what do you, what do you do or what do you advise? Yeah. If, if yeah, so I'll talk thing. about yeah. a, a couple of different things. One, you don't have to have a budget, all right? Now, that might sound like very bizarre coming from a financial advisor. <laughs> like You don't need a budget. But here's the way I always position it. Because many people hate, you know, tracking all their expenses and spending. It doesn't bring a lot of joy <laughs> to most people thinking, oh, do I really have to track my budget? And then you're just immediately conjuring, this just means... I have to find places to spend less money. And I don't like spending less money. Yeah, I like right. spending, you know, I like spending money. So you don't have to have a budget. What you have to do is make sure you have the right amount of savings for now and for the future. So you need to look at your yearly, you know, I would say that the start of the year, just look at your yearly income 
and come up with yearly expenses and savings off the top. So you want to target about that 15% to save for the future. Um, the mathematics, I've gone in this other podcast, just the mathematics kind of work out if you have a regular career, if you're saving 15% throughout time. And so save that off the top in your 401ks, your IRAs, your 403bs, you know, automatically put these away or into a brokerage account. If you save off the top, then you can spend what's left over. Now, maybe you also need to save for a down payment for a home or you need to save, build up your emergency savings. Okay, so figure out things not only for your retirement or for later, but if there's other things you need to save for, maybe a travel budget. You like to save, you know, ahead for your travel budget. Put together those one, two, three, four items you're saving for, make them automatic so you're saving off the top straight from your income. Then everything else left in your checking account, your everyday checking account, you can go ahead and spend that money because you've already saved for future spending. Right, you know, what I like about this is that this is a shortcut that's sort of a click above even all right what app do you use that's it's sort of an inversion of the way i think most people are sort of forced to think about things especially if you're you know there's a stat out there that gets very distorted that 80 percent of americans live paycheck to paycheck and you know so if you are in the mode where you know you are pretty tightly balanced between what's coming in and what's going out then the mindset that you sort of have to adopt is all right i'm going to pay the bills and then anything that's left over, I will save. But what right. you're saying is if you have the ability to get a little bit ahead of that game, maybe you've hit a phase of life where you're you're not in that mode as much and you can do a little bit of planning, then just flip the script. Just start with, I'm going to set this target for savings and I'm going to automate it so that it happens. And then I don't really need to worry about a budget. And that's sort of the easiest hack for the whole process if if it applies to you, if you're able to do that. Well, I also think, you know, when you say if you're able to do that, I think everybody's able to do that. You have to be, you have to do that. Like, even if you don't have enough to save, then you know that that's your awareness. Like, geez, I'm really living a paycheck to paycheck. There will be nothing at the bottom. But I would flip the script and say, what do you save first? And this applies to business as well, my own business. It's like that profit first mentality. I want to pay myself first, pay your future self first, pay yourself for your, your travel budget your emergency savings, your future self, um, and save those things first. And you will find ways to, you know, make that happen. Because once it's gone and out of your bank account, you can't spend it. (laughs) You know, so you will find a way to make that happen. And look, if you're in the situation that you really can't start super small, start with like just, you know, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, you know, whatever you can do, start just a tiny bit um, and go from there. Well, but Definitely look at that first. I, I, what I like about that is that, you know, I, I I always advise people, like young people who are considering doing a, a sport or an activity in college, and they're like, I don't really have the time. It's like, actually, what you find <laughs> is that if you do something that you really have to commit to, it's a major time commitment, a major effort commitment, it actually focuses in the rest of your time because yep. you, you, you're forced into that kind of discipline. And so what you do is you you make the commitment to you know let's say you're a rower or whatever and then whatever's left over that's the time you've got and you're going to make it work for the rest of your schoolwork all right but that's to right. the extent that you do use a tool like let's say you you do yeah, want to yeah. dive in definitely do. what what yep. do you use for for budgeting? all right so let's talk about budgeting apps i use one that's called banktivity and this is for the mac um, and i ran across it quite a few years ago uh, and i really like it now, I've used it off and on. Right now, I'm not using it, but I have used it religiously 
for tracking all of my expenses. So every week I would download, you know, it would hook to my accounts that I hooked it to. This is again called Banktivity and they have a, it's for the Mac and the iPad and the iPhone. I think it's only Apple products maybe. Um, and you know, every week it would hook to my accounts that I had set up either my credit card, my checking account, pull down, you know, what those latest uh, transactions were and I would categorize them. So I'd spend my time categorizing every transaction and what I liked about it is they do have a budgeting tool, but I used it more for um, reviewing my expenses monthly, quarterly, and definitely at the end of the year. So I could just aggregate all of my spending for the entire year and see all the categories. How much was I spending in each category? And really what it's useful, or I find it useful, uh, because this is looking backwards. You know, I'm not setting a budget. I'll talk about some other tools where you set a budget. But this one, um, I'm looking backwards. Just what did I actually spend? Um, so it's not related to having a particular budget in mind. It's just really categorizing all my past expenses. What I like about that, and for my clients as well, is building awareness. Where are you spending your money? And how much money are you spending on those things? And I always recommend, don't get too granular with the categories. I did. I probably had... Um, 20 or 30, which is probably fine, um, but you could go smaller than that. You only want to have categories where you might make a change. So, you know, if you're thinking, well, my dining out, maybe, maybe I want to make a change there. So I want to track that. If you're thinking your coffee shops, uh, maybe, you know, I get the daily coffee. Should I make a change there? Well, then have a category, daily coffee. Um, if you're not changing your kid's tuition, you know, then you can bucket that with other kids' expenses. Right. Like, I'm going to buy my kids clothes and tuition and other stuff, then put it all under kids. You don't need to break it out so granular because you're not going to make a change on it anyway. Yeah. Okay. So so just that's that's what I like about those budgeting. It's a budgeting tool, but again, I'm not using it per se as a budget just for looking at past expenses and to build awareness. So I use the tool called uh, Banktivity. Well, and what I think is what it stood out to me in what you just said, is it's useful under certain conditions, right? Because your first piece of advice still applies, which is, look, if you can, you know, focus on savings first, and then that that step alone can take the place of like a detailed budgeting process, which who wants to get into all that? But I do think it, it there's some value, because I've done the same thing that you just described, which is I've done a backwards look but with that really important caveat in mind of I really want to focus in on the things that can change. We've talked on this show before about the buddy tape principle, which is it's only worth doing something if it's going to change what you do in the future, right? Like it's it's only worth evaluating something if you're going to change behavior. And, you know, so for me, I, I've had that same thing. Like, you know, am I going to really change our grocery store budget? Well, I probably could. I probably could. Like, we could spend a lot more time finding coupons. We could, you know, change the things we eat a little bit. But on the margin, we've decided that I don't think there's enough savings that we can find in that category to make a huge difference in our overall financial picture. We could make a much bigger difference if we said, you know what, we're going to really limit on, on entertainment. We're going to really limit, we're going to have one streaming service. That, that would save us some significant money. You know, so I, I think it's, I, I could see the value in an approach like this if you really stick with the caveat of like, where are the areas that you can truly make a difference going forward? 
Yeah. And the other point I'll raise about building awareness is that you may find your spending isn't aligned with what's bringing you the most value. So in your example of groceries and entertainment, you could say, geez, you know, my grocery is like, you know, it just is what it is. Uh, Maybe I can cut some spending there because I don't really care if I have rice or beans or like the greatest steak, you know, that doesn't like it doesn't bother me. Whereas my entertainment, no, no chance I'm cutting out those three services. I I use all of them every night. Um, and, and I love it. You know, I get to sit down with my partner and watch something and this is like perfect time every, you know, so there's very clear where you want to be spending your money. And that's the awareness piece. All right. Let me t- mention some other apps cause they're really useful ones. Yeah. Uh, mint.com is a very popular one. I've used that in the past. You can track your past expenses, but you can also set a budget. Um, and then, uh, expenses get automatically categorized into that budget. So you can see like, Oh, I'm going to spend 500 a month on groceries. And as you spend it, you know, it's tracking against that 500. So towards the end of the month, you can see how close you are, you know, if you're under or over on all the categories in terms of your budget. So that would really help you in making sure you stay within spending on different categories. I've used mint a a little Uh, bit. As a matter of fact, I stopped using it and I, I, it's like quitting the gym. I, they keep sending me emails and I can't like, and I'm like, eh, I should keep <laughs> can't it. actually you know? get out. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Mint. <laughs> You're still paying yeah, that like, six I bucks. Like um, yeah, <laughs> well, that's a place I could economize so, if I did budgeting. There you go. <laughs> that's great. You should have a line yeah. item for that in there's, your uh, spreadsheet. 72 bucks so, a year that I could do without. That's right. So there's some other ones there. Um, I have personal, I've tried also one called YNAB. You need a budget, Y-N-A-B, YNAB, you need a budget. And what this is, is based off the whole idea of the envelope system. So the way the envelope system works is that when you get your paycheck, think of actual cash. So you you get your paycheck and you take it to the bank and now you've got $1,000 of cash. You cashed it in and you have $1,000 bills. Then you have different, you have like eight or 10 different envelopes. You got the mortgage, you got the groceries, you got the the clothing, you know, and you put some dollars into each of those envelopes. So you put, you know, $50 in here, $150 in this other envelope and $20 in this envelope. And then as you go out, when you go out dining out, you take your dining out envelope and you use the money from that, okay? So in other words, you're taking your income and assigning every dollar a job. You're putting it into an envelope. This dollar's for the mortgage. This dollar's for dining out. This dollar's for my entertainment costs. And then when you have those, those bills, expenses, you take the money out of those envelopes. So it's pre-saving for all your expenses That's for your budget. Um, and that's how YNAB works. You assign every dollar a job. It's all digital, of course, okay? no actual envelopes, but you assign every dollar a job. And then as you take money out, it's automatically tracking all those budget well, categories. Well, three things. First of all, I can already see that this conversation is going to be a lot deeper and longer and it gets into all these kinds of things. So I'm just going to tell our listeners we were planning for this to be about a 20-minute conversation to go on to uh, the radio broadcast. I'm going to just go ahead and nix that, like LeBron calling his own number on a play. I'm going to say we're going to turn this right now into a two-part episode. Um, so we're going to keep going with this conversation. Second of all, I love the idea of stuffing money into envelopes. It reminds me of uh, everyone attending my bar mitzvah. Um, and third of all, I do think... <laughs> I do, awesome. How big were those envelopes were really small. at your bar my mitzvah? My bar mitzvah <laughs> was... You know what? what we could do it was what we could do it was very nice it was very nice uh for some reason all of my friends had heard about a tradition of throwing candy as soon as you finish you know giving your bar mitzvah speech um you know throwing like hard candies (laughs) like little hard candies 
um, at the, the speech giver, like at their head. And apparently this is a tradition that only applied at my bar mitzvah. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, the point is we're way off track here. One of the interesting things about YNAB is that it does kind of connect to what we were saying a moment ago, which is, look, if you're in a position where you can set savings first, great. If you're in a tight budget situation, let's say you're earlier in your career, you're a little bit younger, it's not this app particularly good for you if you want to impose a little bit of that discipline on yourself. And you have to have very specific, like, look, it's not like you want to, like, sit in the dark, lights off, you know, doing absolutely nothing. Like, you have a little bit of money to spend, but you, you just got to keep pretty tight control over it. And th- this seems like a good system for that. Well, I've found, it's interesting, this one in particular actually resonates with some people and, and other people totally don't understand it. So I always recommend, like, check out the website, try it out, um, because for the people it resonates with, they just love it. I mean, I know people that make quite oh. a bit of money that still use YNAB um, just because they want to keep track. It's so nice to be able to keep track. Where am I spending my money? I'm, I, I said I only wanted to spend this amount on these categories, you know, so I only put those dollars in. And when they're they're gone, they're gone for that month or whatever it is. So um, yeah. it's a really unique tool yeah, it's like, it's like in this space. It's like the Weight Watchers of budgeting, yeah. right? It's like you, you only get so many points, you know, to use up on various things. Use it. You're done. And uh, if That's it works right. for you, it works for you, which is which is awesome. Um, yeah. All right. And, and yeah, yeah. there were a couple others I think you wanted to throw out from clients, right? Yeah. So on the on the budgeting, just to round out the budgeting category here, uh, which you can probably do. Uh, some other ones I've heard of, but I don't have firsthand experience, is Simplify. And that ends in an I. So right. Simplify with an I at the end. Of course, you know, it is the internet, so <laughs> you got to spell things differently. Um, and then Truebill, which does not have an E, I believe. T R U. You should B-I-L-L, only spell things true bill. the um, way that they're spelled in modern life. If you want people to be able to find them, if you want to stay mysterious, you know, call it <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like it's it's spelled with a Z. Um, That's right, with four Zs. Um, so those those two are, you know, those two are I've heard really good things about. You know, because a lot of people mint turns yeah, them off. Yeah. Oh, I tried mint because that one's been around for a long time. People have tried it, and so they've kind of moved on to something else. Um, so those are a couple other ones to check out. True Bill, I think, is pitched as kind of a, a bill payment system or, or really keeping track of bills. But I've heard it's really great for budgeting as well and very simple and easy to use. You know, so I've heard good we, things about um, both of those tools. We're going to have to wrap up for our radio listeners in, in just a moment. But before we do, is that another thing that you advise your clients to automate as many bill payments as possible through their bank so that you know you kind of have the spending side as preset as possible? Yeah, I don't get into too much the the bills per se because um, most of those are going. You know, you, you when you set up these recurring things, whether it's you know an entertainment bill or something like that, it's always just coming on on your credit card, right? Like you just put in your credit card number and it goes there. What I do recommend, though, and this is what you're getting at, is mm. any of your credit cards when you set up credit cards or you have credit cards, make sure you have the auto pay feature turned on. Pay your credit card off. Every single month, using an auto pay feature to pay off the entire balance. And if you're not there yet, if you can't do that, focus right. on that first. Yeah, Always get your interest. credit card debt down first. The, the The interest is super high. You're just building you know, more debt. There's tons and tons of tools how to work on that. So if you find yourself in that situation. But for everyone else, just make sure auto pay is on. You don't want to miss a payment because that's easily 10, 20, 50 bucks. 
that you're just paying an interest just for right, missing, you know, that, for that day of the month. And we're going to be right back in just a minute with Mike Morton or even next week if you're listening to next week's episode.